There's very few CDs that have impacted the Seiyu industry or even the 2D music industry as much as this one. And this was basically the, the Pandora's box opening for every single 2D group that followed that managed to get a number one on Oricon's charts. Of course, I am talking about Quartet Knight's God Star. And let's talk about this single because it is quite iconic. Let's kick off this episode of Say You Lounge. <laughs> Welcome to Sale Lounge, I am your host Vanessa and today you and I are going to talk about one of the most iconic CDs of all time, especially for fans of 2D music, which is basically Quartet Knight's God's Star. This was a CD released in 2016 and it is one that I consider as one of the big reasons why 2D groups now can do what they do and be so successful on Oricon's charts. For starters, in case you do not know, the Oricon charts will be the national or the Japanese charts for the music acts that sell the most. It measures sales and streams depending on which category within that chart. And it is through that chart that you can measure success in Japan for 2D groups or even for Seiyu artists or artists in general. And to reach that number one was not something that to the groups in general or even Seiyu artists had ever managed to achieve. That was, and in some ways it still is a trail that not many can or have been able to trail. But at that time, when Quartet Knight arrived with Godstar and managed to snatch a number one on Oricon's weekly singles chart, against, let me tell you, SHINee, which is a K-pop group that is ridiculously popular in Japan, as well as Boys and Men as well. It was ridiculous how Quartet Knight managed to outshine Boys and Men and SHINee in a chart in which not only 2D groups are there, because you have the anime chart in which there's only music that is featured in anime series or is performed by 2D music groups. That chart usually doesn't matter too much in terms of popularity because it is a really niche chart and for sure there are some things that will chart always at number one on that specific category. But when it comes to the weekly albums or weekly singles chart, Sayu and 2D groups are against K-pop acts renowned J-pop artists, solo artists, rock stars, rock bands from worldwide. They are against everyone and it is even more competitive than, of course, the anime chart. And to see Quartet Knight getting on those steps and claiming that throne for themselves as the very first 2D group to claim a number one on Oricon's charts, basically they were the very first group to ever get a number one on Oricon's charts, regardless if it is the weekly singles or the weekly albums chart. And then they were, of course, the first group to ever get a number one on Oricon's weekly singles chart. This was a feat in and of itself, because up until then, 2D music was not taken that seriously. And one thing that I usually like to point out is that despite us 
I will assume that you are, of course, a fan of anime and in some way a fan of 2D music. Unless you came across this episode or this podcast by chance, you are a fan and you want to know more. So if you are a fan of 2D music, you will assume that other people also like 2D music and respect it. But that's still not the general sentiment among even the otaku fandom. You talk about seiyu artists and not many people take them seriously or even regard them as quality artists no matter how amazing they may be. And most of them are. So you still have that problem now or that issue now? And if you go back to 2016, it, it was even harder to make people even care about 2D music. It was right when the big boom of 2D music projects was taking place. It was in 2015 and many groups were really imploding in popularity in, in 2016. And Quartet Night was basically at its height of popularity back then. They were unmatched. They had the best vocals or at least the best lineup up until then. And the, the dynamics that they had and still have are quite amazing. You have the one of the most complete lineups among 2D groups in here. And they worked so well together and they still work so well together. But in Godstar, it seems that everything aligned for the group to sound as amazing as they did in the title track. You didn't even need to check the B-side track, Kizna. You only needed God's Star. And that song was more than enough to make everyone crazy about Quartet Night and see this group reaching not only number one, but later on to get a gold record certification, which is to say 100,000 copies of the CD were sold in Japan, which is amazing. Quartet Night was basically doing everything that no other 2D group was doing up until then. And that's why when I talk about Quartet Night and I mention this group as being one of the pioneers or at least one of the groups that trailed a path that not many were trailing, it's because of these. The group not only achieved number one on Oricon's charts, which is a really important chart, but they also went on to get a gold record certification. And up until then, no other 2D music project had a gold record certification, at least on the male side, because we do have lots of popular and highly successful 2D music projects on the female side, or only with a female lineup. So in this case, Quartet Night were doing everything right, and everything, it seems like the stars aligned for Quartet Night. They were going to hit that number one. People felt it. And when people started to see the daily Oricon charts and saw that Quartet Night were not leaving number one, it was exciting. It was really, really exciting. And to see that official number one on the weekly singles chart was amazing. I remember when I was, of course, I didn't track back then the Oricon charts like I do right now that there is a weekly feature in which I talk about the CDs that sold the most within the top 50, of course. But back then I was not doing that kind of tracking, but I was aware and I was following that as it was happening. I was still a massive fan of Utapri and within Utapri my favorite group is Quartet Night, so I was really leaving these like no other. And I, I still remember the how proud I was as a fan to see the group reaching that height and to not only that kind of thing that usually people get that 
a bit cocky that because their group hit number one and no other group hit number one, their group group is the best and they start trash talking everyone. No, I'm not that type of fan. I was really excited to see that Quartet Night not only was getting the praise that they deserved, their music was being recognized, more people were actually paying attention to them, but also they opened the doors for all other groups that followed and that were already active to get exposure. That was really difficult to get exposure back then for 2D groups, unless you had a really good marketing behind the, the groups and you were doing active collaborations with things outside of the otaku fandom. So Quartet Night getting that kind of praise, getting that number one, getting those that gold record certification, that opened doors for all other groups that were not only some were struggling, that's a given, every year there are groups that are struggling to get exposure and attention, but at the same time it gave a slight push that some groups only needed to get to that spotlight that no other group was even coming close to. So Quartet Night did an amazing thing, they opened the doors for all other groups. One thing that I really don't enjoy seeing is when fans feel really entitled and start to trash talk other groups just because they went on to get successful or become successful a couple of months later or a year later or, or so and they say it was because of Quartet Night. Well, it was because of Quartet Night but you do not need to be disrespectful when you basically are seeing a group or a project other than the one that you follow and love getting also the same praise and achieving the same things or even better things that Quartet Night did. So when you look at Quartet Night's big exposure and big feat here on Oricon's charts and within the Giage Golden Record certifications, of course, you need to look at these with a lot of pride and you need to be in a certain way thankful that this group managed to be the one that got there who knows if we if this group didn't get that number one perhaps another one would get and what happened of course was a couple of months later not even many months later trigger got a number one but on a different chart was on the album's chart not on the singles but if quartet night didn't get that number one perhaps another group or another franchise would get it perhaps even Starish would get that number one. We do not know, but it was good to see a group that had such a consistency, such a quality on the vocal end, getting that number one and opening that or those doors that up until now, everyone had tried to brute force open them, but didn't get the opportunity to actually see what was behind them. And what was behind them was a streak of really successful CD releases for Quartet Night, two live tours, which was amazing. And they were the very first 2D group to actually go on tour without the 2D music project or the supporting acts or the other acts within that specific 2D music project. So it was quite amazing to see what they achieved and the exposure that it brought not only to the project, not only to the group, as well to the voice actors, Shotaro Morikubu, Tomaki Maino, Shotaro and Tatsisa Suzuki. So they also got a big chunk of exposure that helped boost their careers, gave them opportunities to join other 2D music projects or even get some exposure for their solo artist activities. So it was really good to see that happening. It was really a combination of awesome factors that made the group stand out this much. When I look to these single, only good memories come to my, my head, basically. I remember the, the single kicking off in a really subdued way. 
and you almost think that, well, this might go the ballad route, perhaps, or even might be a down-tempo pop tune. But as soon as that whoa-whoa kicks in, you know that you're in for a ride of your life. It is the ride of your life. It is such a high-tension, unstoppable pop tune that really gets all over you and you really can't go away from it. You want to be a part of it, you want to sing along to it. And I found myself really, really excited about that chorus and I believe that many of you listening to this episode will still be listening to that chorus as I speak about it in your head. So it is quite the iconic song, the chorus is one of the best I've heard in pop music for 2D music projects. It is certainly one of those moments that marked an industry and set forward what would end up being a nice chunk of exposure for 2D music that has a whole lot of quality left to discover. Not many people pay attention to it, but well, on my end I try to put as much exposure as I can to those acts, but still there is or there aren't many people out there actively doing so, and even less fans of 2D music, if you ask around in the otaku fandom, not many people actually care even about Seiyu solo careers or even 2D music. They usually look at 2D music projects with a bit of scorn because they do not take them seriously. Also, on the other hand, you and I, of course, take those seriously. That's why we're here. That's why I am recording this episode of the podcast all about this specific CD or even every other episode that I've recorded so far in this podcast. So it is really, really awesome to see that although we are very few fans... At that time, it seems that everyone joined hands and wanted to do the best to at least get one 2D music project or 2D act to get a number one. It was really frustrating to see that many groups coming close but not getting that number one. And the curse was broken and we got not only one but two acts to get a number one and it was quite amazing. Starting with Quartet Knight's God Star, it has one of the most iconic title tracks ever and it is one that when you talk about the group people will instantly know what you are talking about it is amazing to see years later the group still has that influence and has had that impact and many groups still try to emulate that formula to try to get that number one of course many things have changed in the 2d music industry not the same style of music gets the the, the number one but still there were many groups that followed that try to emulate that uh, formula. Of course, not many or any got that luck to get the number one. Still, it is really interesting as well to see a group that was not considered the flagship, so the project wasn't built around Quartet Night initially, it was built around Starish, and it was interesting to see that Quartet Night, the group that was supposed to be the seniors in the franchise that arrived a bit later on in the franchise. They weren't even part of the core original project. They arrived, impressed everyone. They took only a couple of years and they got that number one. It is amazing. It is one of the most memorable moments. And the only thing that uh, that makes me a bit wary to talk about this CD is that most of the times it attracts people that feel the need to talk trash about other groups that didn't manage to get that uh, accolade. All groups are amazing. In that moment, Wart at Night were extra amazing. So you do not need to trash talk other groups just because they do not get the, the same recognition. 
that's something that makes me a bit wary of talking about DCD or anything Utapri related because most of the times people get triggered by the most minimum thing. But let's end on the really high note. Quartet Knight's Godstar is iconic. I didn't talk much about Kizna, and that's because that song is completely eclipsed by God's star. The intensity, the rhythm, all that tempo, that fast tempo, the intensity on those synths and the, at that bass line, the vocals going on and on and on and on, working in perfect harmony, and that chorus that just calls for you. It's a song that is really iconic and I couldn't put it in any other way. And of course, it paved the way for many other 2D music projects to try their luck. We did get a big boom after that 2015 boom that brought Ensemble Stars, Idolish 7, Skipro and many many other groups and projects. And then we got another boom in 2017 that brought many other 2D music projects, especially within the idol side of 2D music, to try and or even inspired by Quartet Knight's Accolade. It opened the doors for many other projects to join in. Many of those perhaps you are even a fan of. So it is quite amazing to see everything they did. It was just one ripple in the water and it affected everything around them. It was amazing. It's not every day that we we talk about a CD that marked the industry such as this one. And it is really good to, to know that these types of accolades are precious. Not all 2D groups net, and not all 2D music projects get to experience those accolades, get to experience that boom in popularity for as long or as short as that boom may be. So it is really, really awesome to see a 2D group and the 2D music project getting such an accolade and in a way inspiring other projects that may have the similar quality or even better quality, we do not know. And they may feel inspired to follow what was done by those groups, those franchises and even take the music further, create something even more engaging, even more impressive, basically raising the bar time and time again. And every time we get a number one on Oricon's charts, they are still rare, let me tell you, they are still rare. There are very few franchises that have managed to get number ones. Uh, Quartet Night did get number one for uh, Utapri. There were other times that they got similar accolades. You do have Hypnosis Mike that has a ridiculous number of number ones and top tens. And they are currently a million seller franchise. I believe the only million seller franchise right now or at the moment. Then we have the Idolish 7 franchise that managed to get a number one on Oricon's weekly albums chart with Trigger's Regality, another album that I will be talking about soon. And we have from time to time some groups that get close to number one. But beyond Utapri, A3, Idolish 7 and Hypnosis Mike, there are no other 2D music projects that have managed to get such an important accolade such as a number one on Oricon's weekly chart, regardless if it is the singles or the album's chart. My suggestion usually when you have or experience such an accolade is to really feel proud about it. Oh, but I do not support that group, I do not like that group. Yes, but 
think about the implications that that number one has in the 2D music industry. If you enjoy 2D music and you love your favorite groups or your favorite 2D music projects, when you see another group or another project getting such an accolade, that accolade actually plays right to help the groups that you love that may not get that accolade. It brings exposure, it brings that spotlight to all 2D music, not only that specific group. So it's always good to see a 2D music project and a 2D group getting such accolades or achieving such feats because it opens the door. It's always a ripple that has effects for years in other 2D groups and 2D music franchises. So it is always awesome to see that. So when you see a 2D music project or a 2D group getting such an accolade, even if you do not like that group or that franchise, you only need to get excited about it because it may bring exposure to all other groups, perhaps the one that you love, or even more exposure to the group that you love in case you love a group that is already really popular. So it's always positive. And when you look at these, you do not look with a fandom kind of uh, mindset or uh, as a, how should I say it, as a really massive fan of a specific group, a hardcore fan, do not look like that and do not look at other groups as if they are rivals or as if you should only love one group and hate everyone else. Do not think like that. That's not even the right mindset here. You only need to, if you love one group, you love that group. You may be indifferent to those, but when there are accolades, celebrate those alongside everyone. It's a win for everyone, everyone. And what happened with Quartet Night brought you groups that now may be getting number ones on the charts or may even be really good or consistent sellers on the charts. So that's quite amazing. And perhaps if Quartet Night had never gotten that number one on Oricon's singles chart, Perhaps right now we wouldn't have even Hypnosis Mike getting number one after number one, or even those ridiculous numbers of sales that they have right now, which is over 1 million. Believe it, it's 1 million plus. So it opened the doors. And as a rule, I do always say that you need to celebrate every victory because we are fans of 2D music in general. We of course have our favorites and we will cheer for those much harder than the others, that's for sure. But you still need to be happy about all the other accolades, even if they don't really make anything for you, they may affect the groups that you like and they may affect the 2D music industry as a whole. And big changes, important changes, only happen a couple of times in a, in a decade, so you need to treasure those when they happen. This was iconic, and I believe that many of the people that experienced that moment of seeing that God star getting the number one, they may look at it really fondly, even if they right now are not that big fans of Quartet Night or even the Utapri franchise. In my case, I drifted away from the Utapri franchise and eventually from Quartet Night, but I still listen to this CD and everything they released up until this CD with a lot of love, really. It is a group that I treasure a whole lot. Right now I'm not that big of a fan because things have changed and my tastes have changed, but I still recognize this as an amazing accolade and one that we should all celebrate, regardless if we are big fans of them or not. And with this, I'm going to go back to the script because I need to end this episode on a scripted note, otherwise we never leave this episode. So now tell me, have you listened to this album? And if you have, which is your favorite song and why? 
And if you were one of those people that were actually experiencing this moment as it was happening, how it felt to watch this happen? Let me know in the comments on YouTube. You can also share your comments on Spotify. You do have a place to leave your comments as well. And share with me albums that you would give everything to experience again for the very first time. I will be picking some of your answers to create an episode covering those specific CDs. And remember, leave your comments as complex or as simple as they may be, and you can be featured on upcoming episodes of Sayu Lounge. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss the hand that feeds HQ's weekly mail Sayu and music-related content, hit the subscribe button. And if you are listening to the episode on a podcast listening platform, please consider following the podcast and leaving a review. Leaving a review is really simple and helps other people find this podcast and fall in love with male Sayu artists and 2D groups. I'll return next week with another episode of Sayu Lounge. Thank you for listening and see you guys around. <laughs>